Welcome back for another episode of Counting the Stars. I'm Mary Gillum, and I'm here for morning coffee with my husband, Malone Gillum, where we ponder and discuss the big questions of life. Who are we? Why are we the way we are? What is truth and what is fiction? And just as endless as the stars in the sky are, our exploration never runs out of new questions and discoveries. So grab a cup of coffee for yourself if you like, and join us as we dive into what's unfolding this week. Let's focus in on seeing a little more of life and truth and do some growing up together as family. Here we go. Here we go. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing so far? I'm good. I'm not at all adjusted to reverting from daylight savings time, but so I've been awake for a while, but I'm doing good. Excellent. Excellent. So I've been thinking about the dynamics of support. And I did some teaching along these lines in my yoga class and meditation class last week. And um, it's a it's a broad topic, but I want to just bring up some questions and get your feedback. Yeah. Um, so I, I taught a little bit about just mind, body, spirit, all the areas that we really need support as people and how we can start taking advantage of the support that's available to us. And sometimes we're not aware that it's there, so we don't know how to utilize it, right? Um, so when I talk about support, I'm talking about support that comes from both on the inside of us. So our own kind of wells of, um, encouragement for within ourselves, our own personality, our tendencies and leaning on our own strengths per se and spiritually if you realize that God himself is there with you, that's a huge element of that support internally. And then also the support that's outside of us. So our community, our relationships that lend that support to us in all kinds of ways. And again, this is a broad topic, so you could talk about it physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, but if there's ever a time for us to think about support and utilizing it and and drawing on the benefits of it, it's it would be now. Yeah, thinking about just the what support means, it implicit within just the word support is the idea of interconnectedness. Yeah. That so often we try to operate in this world as an island, as independent as our own, you know. 
and how much trouble that tends to get us in in all of those arenas, physically, spiritually, emotionally, intellectually. Um, and so for many people, they have an automatic kind of defense system against support because they think they should go it alone and that that's what strength is. Yeah. But just implicit within the whole idea of support is our uh, interconnectedness. Um, and that that is part of the way actually we've been created is to uh, not only receive support, but offer support uh, to others. That's really good. Um, one of the things I realized during the week while, you know, it's funny when you, when you go down a line of thinking and explore it and count your stars in that one area, you all of a sudden you start seeing more, <laughs> you, you know, because your attention is focused in that area, things become a little bit brighter as you, as you're in that place. And so as I was walking through the week, um, you know, people come to me for guidance in the area of health and holistic wellness. And I knew that listening, the skill of listening to the people that come to me is, is very important. And I, I knew it was a crucial factor in that area and in all relationships, just the quality of listening is so powerful and such a huge support um, that we can provide to people. Um, but I now am beginning to realize that the percentage of listening that I need to be doing in that role is far greater <laughs> than what I thought it was. And case in point, it was just a, a relationship dynamic with, with my daughter over the weekend who came to me really needing me to listen. And I jumped into the plan of action mode, the mother fix it mode almost immediately. I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm, you know, I'm running way ahead of this train and maybe she didn't need an action plan at all. But just for me to look at her and listen to her. And I knew these things to some degree. But now that I'm, you know, thinking about it and, and exploring that area, things become more apparent. And I realize more and more how crucial it is. Well, yeah, I, I don't like to think about this because I think I'm one of the worst listeners around. <laughs> so it is always convicting to me uh, to think about listening and listening well. The image that came into my mind just now is, I don't know why, if anyone else experiences it this way, but from what you just described and what I've experienced in my life, for some strange reason, it's almost like a game of hot potato. Somebody throws me the hot potato by saying something that they're going through or a problem or a challenge or whatever. And instead of listening well, I try to throw that potato away as quickly as possible, generally by giving uh, 
a response or trying to fix it or just getting it off my plate, so to say. It's like, a, <laughs> right. well, you tried to I give... I don't want this potato. <laughs> that's right. You tried to give me something here and I just don't want it. Um, and I'm not sure why that is. Uh, I've noticed that tendency, though, uh, to want to resolve something quickly so I can move on to the next thing. Uh, but perhaps that is part of what you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And and maybe it goes back to the elements of we try to avoid suffering at all costs. And if we're truly going to listen to someone who has a crisis or a struggle, we have to enter into it with them. And that's not our first mode of operation. We have to be willing to sit and suffer and listen with them mm-hmm. and not try to get away from it not try to change it, manipulate it, but experience it with them. And that's the kind of, of support that I think we're, we're all needing at every part of our life. We want someone to look at us and listen to us and accept where we are. And that's the healing moment right there. Yeah. Um, so I'm just, uh, as you're speaking, I'm thinking about myself uh, on both sides of that equation. So as someone who, and I, I feel this um, a lot as a minister, people come to me and want me to listen, and I immediately try to transfer the potato because... Th- at least internally, I feel like they're looking to me for an answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe I am um, imposing that expectation on them because on the other side of the equation, whenever I go to someone and I talk to someone with a problem, often I'm looking for an answer. I mean, it's nice to be heard. Absolutely. But sometimes, I, or a lot of the time, actually, I want someone to say, oh, well, this is what needs to do, you need to do in order to change this. <laughs> For instance, I, over the course of my ministry, from time to time, I go to a uh, professional counselor, because I think it's good for Everybody, frankly, but certainly for ministers to have a place to check in and kind of just deal with their mental and emotional health. And I know when I'm speaking to the my counselor, uh, who I've got one engaged at the moment, um, I, I'm I'm certainly gratified that they listen. But frankly, I want them to say, ah. Well, if in what I hear you saying, this is what you need to do, and, and you'll be right as rain. <laughs> well, unfortunately, that's uh, that's just not how it works. You know, we want things to be done so easily and quickly um, without the process. So I think that's one aspect, then, to get back to support and listening is it is a process, uh, and the hot potato game just simply doesn't work well because it tries to uh, bypass or circumvent the process. 
Mm-hmm. And you you know you just can't go from planting to harvest. There's a whole season of growth in between. As much as we'd like to plant the seed and tomorrow pull up the carrots, it doesn't work that way. Absolutely. And you know if if we could just get a, a grow a little bit more in this this hang up that we have about time and this impatience that we all carry for wanting things to happen faster, that process would be so much easier to bear if we weren't in such a doggone hurry. (laughs) Yeah, it reminds me of, uh, there's a musician named Michael Card. He's got a song called Joy in the Journey. And right, I mean, how many people actually experience joy in the journey? Uh, They they tend to put all their joy on the expectations of the destination, Mm-hmm. And uh, and the journey is to be endured until we get there, which is, of course, a terrible way to approach it. But I do it all the time. I'm thinking very broad about um, Jesus and his interaction with people. And I know that you're because your mind works the way it does, you'll probably come up with specific examples. But I'm thinking in general, when people came to Jesus and asked him questions, usually he responded with a question. (laughs) So he, instead of giving them the one, two, three secret recipe for fixing their situation or answering their question, he actually provoked their own thinking process. He he took them deeper than their first question brought them to. Yeah, and what that automatically does is it establishes the relationship as a relationship of process. Mm -hmm. Because once you respond with a question, you've almost said, without saying it, we're here to work this out, but you're going to do the work and I'm going to be here to support you rather than here's the answer and uh, I'm moving on. So yeah, uh, I've got a, a mentor from earlier in my life who was excellent, is excellent at this. When I would ask a question, he would always respond with a question and it was Although a little bit infuriating, it was helpful. Um, I would like to become better in that skill because I think it is helpful. But if I'm honest, I usually, 85% of the time, uh, move into here I've got the answer or what I think is the answer. Um, There's the door. (laughs) Let me get on to the next thing, which is terrible. We are doing some continuing education in an online series with William Paul Young and Baxter Kruger right now, and they're talking about the mysteries of the shack. So they're having deeper discussions about his book, The Shack, and the process and all the just endless conversations that come from that book and these two theologians. But I was thinking about the scene in the movie, The Shack, that I just rewatched. And Saru, which is the name and the character for the Holy Spirit, is 
tending the garden of the soul of the main character, Mackenzie, as he goes through some really intense suffering, and he's stuck in that suffering. He can't move past it. It's He's at a roadblock, basically. And the visual that they portrayed in the movie of the Holy Spirit going into the garden and leading Mackenzie into it very gently, very calmly, and showing him the exact spot where the roots of that suffering have taken hold and how together, very patiently, they're going to, or she's going to guide him into this work of loosening up that soil and removing those roots, the whole dynamic that they, they filmed it beautifully because it's such a great picture of the work of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. That's support. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so maybe that's our, you know, continued at least for me, I'm going to keep paying attention to ways that that I need to be supported in mind, body, spirit, and, and ways that I can look around and help others and support them, not by jumping into action, but by much more listening and much more just watching and slowing down. Yeah, I would. I hope I can be mindful of that too. Um, it's such a better way to approach things. Onward and upward. Thanks for sharing your time with us today. We hope you feel encouraged and included in all of these discussions. Above all, we really want you to know that you matter, and we're all really just one big family. So until next week, keep noticing your stars, enjoy your freedom to explore life, and just take it one step at a time. Peace. Peace.